back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Alvin Brooks III joining us on the Mosley Show, associate head coach for the Baylor Bears. A.B., great to have you back on. How are things going? Going great. Doing great. Thanks for having me back on. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Well, I, I always look forward to it. Um, and you're getting the Bears back up and running. They've had some finals, always a little bit of downtime. Um, and, and then you get to go to Michigan and take on Michigan State. A.B., I mean, this is a team that is down a little bit right now. They've struggled. Sitting there at four and five, kind of shocking uh, for a Michigan State team. But I would imagine playing, you know, the, the, playing in Detroit and the opportunity for some of those people to come see Michigan State, it's, it's going to still be kind of a hostile crowd. So I would imagine uh, you're making sure the players don't underestimate the Spartans, even though they're a little bit down this season. Yeah, they, I mean, it's still Michigan State, and Coach Izzo is still the head coach. And so, you know, they have a culture that is used to winning, and so that's something that we know that they're accustomed to. So um, we're definitely expecting them to play at their best. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be uh, – it's going to be fascinating. Now, when you have players who are returning to their roots, you got a man from Flint, Michigan – and uh, Jay Nunn, I mean, this is uh, this has got a lot of great players that have come from Flint. But you know he'll have a lot of family. There'll be a lot of excitement for him to be home. Like, how do you – do you just kind of leave that alone or do you try to counsel players when they, when they have a, a op- you know opportunity to return and play in, some, in front of family and, and, uh, and all that? How do you, you kind of handle something like that? Um, you know, it's just, I think he'll be a little emotional at the beginning just because mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a part of it, um, having a chance to, I know he's played in front of his his mom and dad quite a few times. They've been a, to quite a few games already here at Baylor, so he'll be accustomed to that. I think it's all the immediate family. I have no idea how many family members he have coming to the game, but I know his adrenaline will be running, but... You know, for us, it got to be the same old boring habits um, that we do every day to make sure we, you know, we help him play at the best that he could play. All right, y'all live for these games, don't you? And Scott has always, um, I mean, seemingly uh, likes to play a tough schedule. I think it helps. I mean, you have such a tough conference schedule that'll start yes, up in do. in January, but like. The Duke, and I'm going to be there, by the way, the Duke game in New York. That's going to be, okay. that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and I was watching Duke last night, trying to do a little scouting, get a, get a feel for what, they're, <laughs> what they look like. But uh, what are these kind of matchups, especially some of these neutral court matchups? I mean, I think Michigan will be a great, uh, you know, Detroit, that'll be a great environment. I think um, the Duke people and the Baylor people are going to show up. That was a scene. I don't know if you saw that the other night. UConn played at Madison Square Garden, and, I mean, that place looked like it was rocking. I mean, that looked like a great scene. Um, what What are those – why do you all like 
these kind of games so much, other than what it does for your resume? What does it do for your team? Well, to be the best, you have to play the best. And, you know, like the Bible verse says, iron sharpens iron. And so for us, we want to continue to sharpen ourselves. And the only way to do that is play the best. And anytime you can play in the NBA arena, you know, kids grow up, coaches grow up dreaming of playing or coaching in the NBA arena. So anytime you have a chance to do that, you want to make sure that you can. And so, you know, I think our guys, uh, they've watched it on TV so much and now they're actually playing on their court and just the feeling that you get being on NBA court and the feeling that you get being in arenas that's packed is always great doing something and people, they love what you're doing and they show the support. So for us, it's kind of a dream come true, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, no, there's going to be more excitement in there than when the Pistons are playing because the Bears, <laughs> <laughs> this may be a more entertaining game than what they've seen. Although our old buddy Cade, we root for him. I hope uh, I hope they do turn yeah, the corner at some point. Yeah, yeah it's got to be fun for you, by the way, to watch these teams that have Baylor players. Keontae George had 30 points. I mean, think about all the great players Utah's had. Donovan, Carl, uh, the mailman, you know, uh, Stockton, all the greats. And, like, nobody, no, he was the youngest guy to ever have a 30-point game for that organization. I mean, that is, that's pretty amazing. How, How fun is that for you guys to watch these games and then watch your players, especially with Keontae having an immediate impact. I know it's not a, a great team that he's on right now, but that's a great situation to take over as the point guard, learn on the job, and then to flourish like he is. I mean, that's got to be a great feeling for you guys just having spent a, a year with him. Yes, it's a great feeling. I mean, anytime, you know, I think he is uh, special because you know, I've had the pleasure of watching him since he was in the seventh grade. And so to see him from the seventh grade to now being, you know, he was 20 years old and 33 days when he scored 30 points to be the youngest ever in jazz history. I mean, it's it's kind of things that you talk to him about when they're young, but you, you know, you pray that that comes true. And so to see that it actually is coming true and he's able to live out his dream. I mean, that's, it's, it's, it's a blessing to be honest. It's a blessing from God to see that he's able to live out his dream. And that's what I would, you know, I know y'all use that with recruits, but I mean, you're getting all these lottery picks. Um, I mean, I guess you, he wasn't technically a lottery, but first round pick and uh, you know, Davion was a lottery pick. Sohan was a lottery pick. I mean, you can just point to so many of these guys, and uh, uh, that's why, I mean, I, yeah, the team down to the south of us, I, if you point me to the last guard that was taken as a lottery pick, and I'll, I'll let you know, but that's okay. I don't want <laughs> to stir up too much. But, yeah, I was, uh, as you know, I was a little frustrated with a recent decision. But uh, you guys continue to bring in these unbelievable players. And, like, with Walter this year, I mean, this is uncommon to be mentioned as a top three pick in the draft, or at least a top five, uh, certainly a lottery pick. And yet, I don't – he doesn't get caught up in, like – 
if he doesn't have a big scoring game, I don't know. You you couldn't tell it. Like he kind of like I couldn't believe that one game Scott didn't put him back in after he had foul trouble, and yet he he was over there cheering everybody on. I mean, I, it's a pretty cool thing how you get people like that to buy in to the culture when when again he could be someone like a lot of players wanting his shots, wanting his points. Um, is, is is it pretty uncommon? to see a kid like Walter who doesn't seem to let his ego get in the way, even though he's being talked about as the next big thing? Oh, he's very uncommon. He's a very uncommon person. Um, it's not normal that a five-star projected five pick um, is very selfless the way he is. And um, like you said, he didn't come into the game um, against Florida, I want to say it was, and you know, watching the film, he was on the bench cheering um, like you would have never known. And, you know, I think one thing that also, you know, he had two points at home against a team and he still was the best teammate and he still won a defensive award for, you know, having the best defensive habits for that particular game. So, you know, he's a well-rounded person and I think you know, that's a big reason why we've had a lot of success is because he he hasn't let anyone from the outside affect affect him, and therefore it doesn't affect us. Yeah. This is, seems to be an unselfish team. Alvin Brooks the third on with us, uh, associate head coach for the Bears. Um, Eve Missy, Missy, I – I mean, I this is kind of crazy. I mean, I sometimes people put these top ten, top ten freshman list, and like when I don't see him on there, I'm like, what are you guys watching? Like, you know, They're I think not. we get locked into who scores the <laughs> most points, right? But it's like if you are doing it on who impacts the game the most, he should be a top five freshman in the country, along with Jacoby, of course. But I mean, this is. Uh, Talk about uncommon. I've seen a lot of really good big men. I mean, Epe was a lottery pick. I mean, I watched him. He was a skilled offensive player. He did a lot. But, I mean, nobody – I haven't seen a big man at Baylor like this in terms of the athleticism on the dunks, on the alley-oops, and then the shot blocking. I mean, it's like – it's how old is he? Is like eight, Is he just turned 18 or something? It's just kind of crazy maybe 19, when you think yeah, about how young. 19. Is he 19 now? Golly. Maybe. Maybe 19. Okay. Uh, I, I just – he's he's just unbelievable. And, and you almost can't throw it too high, right? He can finish all that stuff. Who do – A.B., you've seen a lot of great players. Um, who does he kind of – remind you of I, I've been hearing Capella that's what Fran throws out sometimes but I mean I I don't really remember anybody like this at Baylor like I kind of remember the guy at Kansas being a dominant massive guy uh but he didn't as a bookies who I'm thinking about but he didn't have this guy's athleticism like he wasn't as quick and as big a leaper as uh Misi. yeah um Azabuki was, you know, I think, I think, you know, you have to compare freshman to freshman because Azabuki was greater later. And mm-hmm. Eve is just a freshman and, you know, he's surpassing every expectation we had as a staff and he just 
he continues to get better. What I love about him is he's a sponge and he wants to get better. And I think his best basketball is going to be, you know, when he's a professional, but I think he's grown tremendously since the first time he's came on campus to now. And I mean, I think, I think he's very underrated. I agree with you. I don't think a lot of people, I mean, I think he's had two double doubles and maybe more, but, and some of the, he probably could have had more, but you know, he's blessed to be on a great team to where he hadn't played as many minutes, some games because the score, but he's definitely a guy that, you know, I think is, I agree with you is very underrated uh, when it comes to all the freshman lists. Yeah. We'll get him. I'm going to, I, I've been calling everybody out when they do that. All right. And, uh, uh, so I, uh, when they leave him off, so we'll, we'll take care of that. Won't we? All right. I know you need to get going. I, I will say, AB, keep doing whatever you're doing with Ojanwana. I mean, my gosh, I mean, the guy puts it on the deck. I guess that was against Seton Hall. Y'all hadn't played in a while. And, like, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, he's a – that was unbelievable. He dribbled four or five times and then punched <laughs> on some people in the lane. I mean, were you – I mean, I'm sure you see things like that. But to see it in a game where he takes off from about 18, 20 feet out – um, that, I mean, that had to be pretty exciting for the staff to see. Yes, it is. I mean, Josh has, he has some things that you can't teach. And I think he surprises a lot of people when he does it. But I mean, he's, he moves his feet about as well as any big man I've ever coached. And he's very, very coordinated. And that's just, you know, him being able to take one or two dribbles and take off that's one of the few things that he could do that that shows the talent that he has. And so I think as time goes on, he'll continue to show flashes of of those kind of things, which are very, very tough plays to make. All right, A.B., uh, I appreciate it. Let's get back to New York. That's become the Bears' home away from home. We'll get some cheesecake <laughs> What what kind of cheesecake did you great. go with at, at Junior's Cheesecake? What's your did you go classic or did you uh, did you get some strawberry involved? Yeah, I'm a very I'm a classic type of guy. Uh, okay, I, I I stick to I'm a very simple guy. So, yeah. but it was it was great. It was great cheesecake. I'm actually I'm looking forward to having another piece. To be yeah. honest, let's go to Carnegie Deli. And get us one of those massive sandwiches. I'm a pastrami guy. I don't know if you're corned beef or turkey or which way you like to go, but let's do something like that. All right, when we get to New York, those delis, man, I love that stuff. I I can't get enough of that. And they give you one of those huge pickles. You get a massive pickle, and then put some of that hot mustard. I'm a mustard guy. Uh, those deli, that's that's kind of what I like. Um, people like a lot of things about New York, like Broadway. For me, it's about eating. Uh, and and AB, you've seen you've seen me, so that wouldn't shock you. <laughs> but, I, I love but, uh, eating too. I understand. Yeah. All right. And uh, but uh, all right. Well, listen. Have a great afternoon and uh, safe travels to uh, Detroit. And man, that's going to be fun. I, I got to figure out which network that's on and. I imagine ESPN, but that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. Our man Fran, by the way, just runs around the country. I mean, I'm watching a, a random Duke Hofstra game, and there he is. 
Like he, it's just like, what's this guy calling a Duke Hofstra? He just never stops. He's like that official that travels all. Who's the guy that loves being seen? John, um, what's the official? Oh, the blonde-headed guy that, I mean, he does like seven games a week. The Big 12 official. You know what I'm talking about. John, whatever. But anyway, Fran, Fran, Fran loves running around the country doing these games. All right, A.B., I'll holler at you. All right, thank you. All right, you bet. There he goes. Alvin Brooks the third.